0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Good morning and welcome to Passion Life Church this morning. Wow, you guys are so awake this morning. This is pretty amazing. I love preaching to you all. Welcome to part one of a series that we've entitled Storytellers. I don't know. How many of you love stories? Anybody love stories? I think that's why we go to the movies. We go to the movies because we love a good story. I know for me and my brother waking up Saturday mornings, we're all about cartoons. You know why? Because cartoons were stories. I love going to the movies. That's that's my favorite hobby because I love a good story especially when somebody starts a story with once upon a time you know those words are just so captivating because they just draw us in those words man they're 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 great to start a story and you know I think that we're drawn to stories more than we would even say because when we meet people after you get to know people you start asking that question you start to say hey So what's your story? Come on, tell me about your life experiences. Tell me about where you came from. And do you know what I have found reading the word of God? God loves stories. The Bible is not just a book of facts. The Bible is a book of stories. And God is the greatest storyteller that eternity has ever known. I mean, there's so many stories in the Bible. And how many of you know God wrote one book that is a bestseller every year every year he's the greatest author that has ever existed and you know what i know something about god that the story that he wants to write on your heart and my heart today the story that he wants to write on the pages of our lives is the story of salvation and the story of redemption you know god loves to write on the pages of humanity he really does And I think that's an overall theme of what he loves to write. Salvation and redemption, signed Jesus. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this series because I don't know where you are in the story of your life. You may be in one of the greatest chapters of your life, or you may be in one of the worst chapters of your life as you came in here. And you know what I know about God? That if you'll yield over the pen... And you'll open up your book, even though you you may have written some of the worst pages of your life. If you'll give him the pen, he'll actually start where you left off. And he can write a best-selling book of your life. He can do it. He can do it. And right where you left off, he can write redemption and salvation. And, you know, I believe this is the word, this message, this story is what the world needs to hear. The world needs to hear that God can save them. The world needs to hear that they're not too far gone for God to save them. There's no one who has made too many mistakes for God's mercy that his mercy cannot cover. And the the world needs to hear that. And so I'm going to take you to our theme scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, because God wants you to be a storyteller. I believe in these next three weeks in this series that God is going to release some storytellers that people will tell his story within their story. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, but how will people call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear unless they have a messenger? How are people supposed to hear this great news of the gospel of God's grace and his mercy? Unless somebody tells them somebody tells them. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 7. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. We got a giant Bible right here on the screen and and we'll put the scriptures up there. The Bible is a book that's full of stories. And as you turn to Acts chapter 7, let me give you a little history here. Uh, Jesus had just, he had died. He had risen from the dead. He ascended already to heaven. And we're going to look throughout this series into the early church. The church was birthed. The Holy spirit had come and one of the things that i know is indicative of a person who has the holy spirit is a person who has the holy spirit speaks the word of god with boldness and so the early church came together they experienced the holy spirit and then they went out and began to tell their story this is what i find fascinating In the early church, in a world without social media, in a world without Twitter, in a world without Snapchat, the early church turned the world upside down. And you know how they did it? They did it by telling the story of what God had done in their lives. Few people, few people came together, experienced God, and they turned the world upside down, not by a tweet, not by a text, but by a story and telling their story. The gospel was spread by storytellers. But you know, in the early church, in order for someone to hear that message, someone had to tell the message. Come on, somebody. Somebody had to say something. And in Acts chapter 7, we're going to pick up with this guy named Stephen. Stephen was on trial. You know, the Bible says that Stephen was a man full of God's grace and power, and he performed great wonders and miracles among the people how many of you would like that to be said about you that you were a man full of God's grace and his power but I know something because when I looked at Jesus's life when you look at Stevens's life whenever there were miracles the religious people got mad the religious people were the ones it was the self-righteous people that crucified Jesus You know that? It was the religious people. And they came and they saw that Stephen was doing mighty miracles. And so they grabbed him and they arrested him and they put him on trial. And you know what Stephen starts to do as he's on trial? He begins to tell a story. He begins to tell the story. And he starts with the great patriarch Abraham. And he begins to tell the story of Abraham. We actually looked at Abraham last week in our hero series. And maybe if you're new and you're joining us, we just went through a whole hero series. And we just outlined people in the Bible. What was it about them that made them a hero? And you can download those at passionalivechurch.com. But Stephen is starting to tell the story of Abraham. And then he goes down and he gets to the story of Moses. And that's what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to focus on Stephen's account of Moses. Now, Moses' account takes place in Exodus. You've probably seen the movie with Charlton Heston, The Ten Commandments. But if you read in the Exodus account, is one account, but now Stephen's telling the story of Moses. And one of the reasons why I picked this and one of the reasons why I felt like God was showing me to look at Stephen's account is because Stephen, what he does is he shows us that in Moses's life, it's such a great example of how God can write a whole new chapter in your life. And what I love about Stephen's account, it also shows us that God can work through what you've been through to help other people. Let me say that again. Stephen's gonna show us through Moses's life that all of the stuff that you have been through, anybody been some stuff, been through some stuff? That bumper sticker, stuff happens, how many of you know? Stuff happens. How many of you can believe that God can even work through that stuff by you sharing your story to touch somebody else? Let's read Acts chapter 7, verse 20. The children of Israel have been oppressed in Egypt, Pharaoh had, was killing all the firstborn sons because the, the Hebrews were multiplying. And here's Stephen telling the story of Moses. Acts chapter 7 verse 20. It says, At the time Moses was born, he was no ordinary child. For three months he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him in as her own son. Verse 22. I want you to listen to verse 42. I mean 22. Listen to this. Verse 22. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and in action. How many of you have heard that Moses was a stutter? How many of you heard that? And you're going to see, but that wasn't necessarily true because Stephen's telling the account, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that Moses was Educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and in action. Verse 23, when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being mistreated by an Egyptian, so he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought his own people would recognize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. This account that Stephen tells is really a synopsis of, of, of a bigger story in the book of Exodus. But what I wanted to do today as we start this new series called Storyteller is I want to give you what I call three I am's of a storyteller. Because I think that that's what this outlines in Acts chapter 7 verse two, uh, verse, verse 20. And here's the first I am of a storyteller. When you tell your story, it's important that you know this. Number one... And here's the first I am of a storyteller. I am part of my story. I am part of my story. Now, Pastor Phil, you may say, why would you put that in there? I'm going to tell you why I put that in there. Because some of us think that our story is just happening to us and that we are not part of the story. It's like we can think that life is happening to us, but the decisions that we make don't count. But I came to tell you this morning that you are part of the story. Now, the story may be happening to you, but you get to choose how you respond in the story. Can I hear a good amen? See, I want to remind you that you're part of the story. I also want to remind you that our lives are a sum total of the decisions that we make. Listen, and today I'm not here to be insensitive, and I know life is happening. I know that things are happening, and life is happening to us, but you know what? You can make a decision on how you respond to life. Moses decides to pick up the pen and take the pen out of God's hand and says, you know what, God? I'm going to start to write the story of my life. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go down and check on your people. And here's what I'm going to do, God. I'm going to look at what's happening. And then Moses gets mad because he sees the mistreatment of of God's people, and he ends up killing an Egyptian. He ends up killing an Egyptian. Now, can I ask you this question? Who killed the Egyptian? Okay, let's try this again. Let me read it again and a little slow today. Who killed the Egyptian? Moses Moses did. We'll try it again. Who killed the Egyptian? Moses Moses killed the Egyptian. And we're going to see in just a little bit, you know what he does? Not only does he kill the Egyptian, but he runs away. Now, why is Moses running away? Because he killed the Egyptian. Because Moses is a part of his own story. And I think this is just a classic case as, hey, I'm doing this for the right reasons, yet, but I'm doing it the wrong way. And he goes about it the wrong way. And I think that's what happens a lot when we take the pen from God and say, God, I'm gonna write on the pages, I'm gonna write my own story. I'll just, I'll just do it my way. And if you read in the Exodus account, listen to this. This is Moses, one of the greatest heroes of our faith. Not only did he kill the Egyptian, he got the body of the Egyptian And he hid it in the sand. Come on, this is CSI stuff. This is not CSI New York. This is CSI Egypt happening right before our eyes. Moses is hiding a body. Now, let's just be honest. I think all of us, if we were to be honest, have some bodies that we've hid. We have some proverbial skeletons in the closet. When people come over, don't go that, know the bathroom's in the other door, because if you go in that door, a skeleton may fall out. Because I have a past. Because I've made, we've all made decisions that we are not happy with. And I think if we had just be real today, all of us have made mistakes. All of us have. But can I just say this morning, I think the biggest misconception when we talk about storytelling, even when we talk about the church, that the key is perfection. Have you noticed that you're not perfect? I knew I wouldn't get any amens on that. So I'm going to try it again. Have you noticed that you are not perfect? Stop looking at your neighbor. I'm asking you a question. Have you noticed you are not perfect? See, I I know nobody would say amen because it's hard to be, it's hard to be honest about those things. So in sharing our story, people are not looking for perfection. Can I just tell you, being perfect is not relatable to anyone. Can I hear a good amen? People are not looking for perfection, but here's what I found is relatable. You know what is relatable? Authenticity. You know what people want? People want a real story. You know what, one of my biggest successes in 20 years of youth ministry, even here at Passion Life Church, and I love it, it's the greatest compliment people give to me. You know what they say? I love your preaching, you're real. You're sweating. Like you're a real person. You're not just like this Teflon pastor. No, I'm a real person. And if you get close to me, you may see I may smell too. So come on, I'm real. I'm just up on here and the light is on me. But I'm telling you what, I'm just a real person. I don't know how else. I can't pretend to be a pastor. And I found that my greatest success is just being me. But you know, if I can just be real about the story that I'm in, be real about my mistakes, do you know that people relate to that? This is one of the reasons why I love the Bible. But Moses is not having a good story. And here's the problem with Moses. He finds himself in a story that he doesn't like, yet he's the one writing it. He's the one that killed the Egyptian. And see, what I know is that many of us, maybe some of us even here today, we may feel that way. As we talk about writing a story you may say, man, I don't like my story. You know, Pastor Phil, in my story, I didn't know that I would end up here in August of 2016. I'm not, I'm not happy with, maybe in your story, you thought you'd be further along. Maybe in your story, you thought more dreams would have come true by this time. Maybe in your story, you thought you'd have more kids. Maybe in your story you thought you'd have less kids at this point. Or maybe you thought by now you'd have a different career. But the story isn't going the way you thought. But you know what? It's important to remind ourselves that our decisions impact our story. And sometimes we think that we can write a better story than God. I'm going to say that again. What happens is when we take the pen like Moses did we think we can write a better story than God can. And I just say that today because at some point in our life, we have to realize we are a part of this story, and we bear some responsibility on the decisions that we make. I know that people wouldn't be hooping and hollering, and I wouldn't get a whole bunch of amens when I said that, but we need to bear some of the responsibilities in our life that we are a part of the story. And I understand life throws us curveballs. but can I just tell you, life is 10% of what happens to me, but 90% on how I respond to those things and the issues of my life. See, maybe some of us in this room today, sure, we've been a victim, we've been hurt, but you know what, it's your choice to stay a victim if you want. And you know, in the church world, I've met a lot of people who have been a victim and they choose to stay a victim. And they're still talking about the same things over and over again. But can I just tell you, God doesn't want you to write your own story. He wants you to open the pages of your life and allow him to write the bestseller of your life. We are supposed to look to him as our author. I love what Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says. It says, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Do you know that I may be where I am right now, but I don't have to stay here? I don't have to stay where I'm at because of what Jesus did. Jesus died. Jesus was hurt. Jesus was abused emotionally, physically. Jesus was abused. But he became a victim so you and I could become a victor. And he overcame death, hell, and the grave. And he lives on the inside of us. And we don't have to be a victim anymore. See, if I'll allow him, what he'll do is right here, right now, he'll start to write a better story today. Right here, right now. If I'll just hand over the pen and say, God, here's my life. See... This is what happens to Moses. Jump down to verse 26. It says, The next day Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile with them. Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? Verse 27. But the, but the man who was mistreating the other pushed Moses aside. Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing us? Listen to this. Are you thinking of killing me as you uh, killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he fled to me where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. So number one, I am a part of my story, but here's the second key of a storyteller is number two, not only am I a part of my story, I'm a product of my story. I'm a product. Moses runs from the very place God wanted him to be at. His assignment was Egypt, but now he's running from Egypt. He, Moses was in the most powerful nation on earth, and now he's running into the backside of the desert in a place called Midian, and he's herding sheep, not for one year, not for 10 years, for 40, 40 years. And I just wonder, Moses is sitting there now with his staff. He's got his sheep. I wonder what's going through his head. He's thinking, man, I was, I was right under Pharaoh. Man, what did I do? I killed somebody and then I ran away and the sheep are probably looking at Moses going yeah Moses you're bad you're bad I wonder what he was what he was thinking but you know what as he was in the backside of this desert and the sun was on his forehead Moses was a product of his own story now and his narrative is what left him there for 40 years But can I tell you this morning that God never wants to leave you to yourself. God never wants to leave you to yourself. See, the good news is is that although Moses was a product of his own story, God wasn't finished writing Moses' story yet. And I came to tell you that this morning we may be a product of our own story, but God's not finished writing the story yet. Can Can I hear a good amen? He's not done. The chapter's not over. It's not over this morning. Oh, we may be a product of our decision, but today we can make a decision to respond to him and have a whole new chapter. God wasn't finished writing. Will you just turn to your neighbor real quick and say, God's not finished writing. He's not finished with you. Tell your neighbor. He's not done yet. I want you to write this down. See, just because you're a product of your story doesn't mean it's the end of your story. Woo-hoo! See, what's happened to me has affected me but what's happened to me doesn't have to ruin me because at the, he's there. He's the product of his story. And yet God has the greatest chapter yet to write for Moses. But Moses' story didn't end in the wilderness. We know. But can I just say this real quick? Could you imagine if his story did end in the wilderness? Here's the story. Moses kills man, buries him in the sand, runs to Midian, gets married, has two sons. End of story. The end. Oh, that's a. Pretty lame story. You know, that is really just a story of survival. And I want to tell you, when God writes stories, he doesn't write a mere story of survival. God writes a story of people who overcome. God is not just into you surviving. God is into you thriving. I hear people tell me, you know, Pastor Phil, oh, man, I survived cancer. Can I just tell you, it was more than a survival. You overcame cancer. You overcame cancer. And this is, this is important because people in life, this is their goal. I just want to survive. That's people's goal. Oh, just, well, if you just want to survive, you're missing out on God because God has more than survival. He's into overcoming. See, when you have overcome cancer, here's actually what you did. You actually destroyed a work of the enemy. Jesus said this. Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the enemy. So when you overcame cancer, really, this is your story. You actually overcame one of the enemy's plots for your life. This isn't just about survival. This is about overcoming. It's about overcoming. I thank God that, man, when I look at my story and my past, this wasn't just about my parents going through a divorce. This wasn't just about me not knowing my my father. I just didn't survive that. No, actually I overcame. I overcame bitterness. I overcame loneliness. And that should get us so excited today to let us know that whenever the enemy comes against you, you're not just going to survive. You can overcome in Jesus' name. Moses' story is not a story of survival. God is not finished with you yet your story's not over it's not the end don't close the book don't give up on your own story that's it pastor phil can i just tell you we've been lied to You've been lied to it's over when the fat lady sings it's not over when the fat lady sings it's over when God closes the book and God's not done so don't close the book before he closes the book don't write the end in your own story don't give up on your own story because God's not done Moses God was not done with Moses are you glad you came to church this morning look at verse 30 after 40 years had passed an angel appeared to moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near mount sinai when he saw this he was amazed at the sight can i just tell you see if you close the book too early what about when god wants to amaze you again moses is a product of his own story and yet god was not done and he comes to him and says i'm going to do something in your life that's so amazing so don't quit too soon he said. He was amazed at the sight. And as he went over to look closer, he heard the Lord say, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled with fear and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, listen, this is so pivotal. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Somebody say holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come to set them free. Now come, Moses, I will send you back to Egypt. So here's a pivotal moment in Moses' life that we can learn to learn from. God says, Moses, take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. Can I just tell you, some of us think when we go through wilderness experiences that God is not done, God is finished with us but he wasn't actually in the the wilderness experience because Moses was a product of his own story God still speaks to him again and I want to encourage you that you may be in a wilderness season but God is not finished and he will speak to you again you may be so far from God because of the decisions you make but I'm just telling you he will speak to you again and he tells Moses Moses through this amazing burning bush he says I want you to take off your sandals because you are on holy ground. One of the things, if you know about these times, slave people, in those times, slaves never wore sandals. They wore bare feet. And why is this so important? Because this is what it was. God was saying, Moses, if you'll take off your sandals, it was an exchanging of the pen. Moses, are you going to use those shoes and keep running, or are you going to take those shoes off And become a slave for me and say, here, God, here's your will. Here, God, here's the pen back. Write my story. Or are you going to keep the pen? Are you going to keep your shoes on and walk away? And Moses takes off his shoes saying, God, I am here and I yield my life back to you. Turn the page, God. Do what you want to do in my life. And I'm asking you today are you willing to give God back the pen? Because we think that we can write our story the best, but I'm telling you it's the God who created you that can write your story the best. And so we, we talked about three keys. One, I'm a part of my story, right? Number two, I, n- number, number two, I'm a product of my story. And here's the third one today as we close. I am a proclaimer of my story. You know, God appears to Moses. God didn't forget about Moses in the wilderness. God's not forgetting about you either. He hasn't forgotten about you. God hasn't, he didn't just leave Moses to himself. You know what? God won't leave you to yourself. Oh, he'll let you write, but he's right there, and he wants the pen back. And God calls Moses to go back to the place that he ran from, go back to Egypt. Now, whenever you look in the Bible and you see the word Egypt, Egypt represents the world, it represents the world. And so God was calling Moses to go back into the world to proclaim his story. Now, I think for some of us as Christians, we understand that God has called us out of the world, but I know Christians that don't wanna go back into the world and tell their story. They just wanna hang around other Christians and have a little club. My church family, that's not why we started Passion Life Church, to have a little Christian club. We started Passion Life Church because we knew that God would call people out of the world, yet to call them back into the world to be a witness and a storyteller of the greatest story that has ever happened to humanity. And you need to tell your story. Now, let me just preface this for a moment. Moses was gone for 40 years. You know, as a pastor, I've met people who get called out, right? Because that's really what Christianity means. Christians mean the called out ones. We're the called out ones. And you know, I've seen people who maybe have been addicted to drugs, and then they want to go back, and they want to minister to other people who are drug addicts. And I think that's great. But can I just tell you, just make sure you're free first. Just make sure you have Egypt out of you before you go back to Egypt. you have the world out of you before you go back into the world, because Moses was gone for forty years. So that he had some time. He had some time, and God tells Moses this: Moses, I want you to be my mouthpiece. You to be my and this. As we close today, this to me is such an amazing story of God's grace and His mercy. After Moses being a product of his own story, God is saying, look, I'm calling you now to be a proclaimer, and I want you to use your mouthpiece. And Moses, look, here's his reply. God, come on. I am not eloquent of speech. I just stutter. My church family, in Stephen's account, what? did Stephen tell us? Stephen told us that in Egypt, Moses was trained by the best in the business in being eloquent of speech. But you know what? I have found that in wilderness times, when we become a product of our own story, sometimes we forget the abilities and the talents that God has placed in our lives. And Moses is lying to God and says, I'm not eloquent of speech. And do you know what? God says, yes, you are. And in these moments, we have to be careful that as we come out of these moments of consequences or we're experiencing the consequences of our actions that we don't forget forget all that God has invested in us, because God has invested gifts and talents, and this is what's happening to Moses. Moses believed a lie. Don't believe a lie, and today I came to tell you that your current position is not your permanent position, and don't waste your energy being silent. I want to close with this today. I think this is pretty amazing. Back in the Exodus account, God's response to Moses, he said this, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings the mouths, their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Look at verse 12. Now go, Moses, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. You know what I have found is that when God wants to do great, something great on earth, all he needs is someone to say yes. All he needs is someone to take the pen and say, God, write on the pages of my life. So this tells me that when God becomes the author of my life, not only does he help me but he will teach you. See, today is about you turning the pen over to God and God saying this to us today, Passion Life. Not only do I want to write the greatest story, but I want to help you speak about your story. Your story needs to be said people need to hear your story. Listen to this, my church family. Nothing that we have gone through is wasted. What the devil meant for evil, God can turn around for good. What do I mean by that? Listen, I want, I because some people think that God is doing bad things to them, that it's God. No, 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 no. But here's what God can do. God can redeem the time, and he can take the pain that you have, and by you sharing your pain, God can work through that to relate to someone who is going through what you've gone through to help them to get through what they're going through but we have to share you know uh, I this is I love to say this that's how I find that's how I find purpose in my pain I'm not a person I don't like pain God doesn't like pain God's not here to inflict pain on you but you know what I love sharing my pain because you know why people relate to it Because my story is not a perfect story. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, when I had the pen and I was writing my own story, I'll tell you what, I did everything that I could. I thought, man, I'm going to write a bestseller. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write, I'm the best author of my life. I can do it. And you know what? At 19 years old, I got down on my knees and I tried to commit suicide. I tried to commit suicide. As the writer of my own life, this was my story. I was in so much pain and this is the best I could do with writing my own story. And here's what God told Moses and here's what I'm telling you, that nothing you've ever been through is wasted because you know why? God wants to use your story as a platform for his glory because everything that you went through can now become a platform for God to use for his glory. So I'm writing today and I'm not an artist, I'm a pastor. So here's the stage, here's my story. And notice I'm real skinny and I got a six pack, not a one pack here. So I just drew that, but here's God's glory because today Phil Valdez is right, is, is telling you the story that hopefully is helping you And here's what happens, and this is what I love. Because Moses went to Egypt, and he proclaims his story. And here's how you can either define your life. Well, this is my story. This is my story. I had pain. I was hurt. Or you can turn over the pen to God, right, and allow him to write his story On the pages, I really want to make sure I spell this right, because this would not be good if I turned this over and it's misspelled. There's no spell checking when you're using a Sharpie. So all the pain, all the mistakes, we can either look back and say, this is my history, or we can give God the pen and say, this is his story. And my story can be used for God's glory. And so it's not just my history. It's not just my past. Now my past, sharing it with you, is not just history. It's his story. Because God wants to write. Yeah, you can give him a good round of applause this morning. And if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Here's what I've found about God. And I want you to hear this. The greatest chapters of our lives, the greatest chapters of our lives are the chapters that we allow God to write. The greatest chapters of our life are the ones that we allow God to write. Do you know that on the backside of a desert, Moses was a product of his story, and God shows up to him again. And my church family, thank God he didn't quit in the desert because he hadn't seen the Red Sea part yet. He hadn't seen manna come down from heaven yet. But when he was in the wilderness and all you can see is the sun, you're tempted to close the book. But I am telling you today, the best chapter of your life has yet to be written with God. Come on, would you give him a great round of applause this morning? He's worthy. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information on Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.